On today's episode of Gathering the Kings. You have to study somebody who's already in that position and evaluate their lifestyle. Because at the end of the day, it is a lifestyle. Success is a lifestyle. There's daily habits that you have to overtake and you have to really implement into your own life in order to obtain the result. Most people want the result, but they might not want the actual lifestyle that goes with it, which is the daily discipline. You are listening to Gathering the Kings with Chaz Wolf featuring fellow seven, eight, and even nine figure business owners who have real battle scars from business and life, but have prevailed as the king that they are designed to be. We welcome high performing entrepreneurs to the stage in order to reveal the real of the real on what it takes to build a successful business today. We dissect the good and bad decisions they've made along the way that give a true and accurate picture of the journey of success and how you too can get there. Through this dialogue, you will learn the value of growing your network and surrounding yourself with power players and kings like today's guest. Grab your pen and notebook because we're about to dive in. Hey, what's up, everybody? We've got another great show for you here on Gathering the Kings today. My guest, Mike Ashabi, super young dude, extremely successful, has got five companies. He gives so much just internal mindset on this show that you at the end of this are going to be a different person. So grab your pen and paper. It's about to go down. All right. What's up, everybody? Chaz Wolf gathering the Kings. Michael is coming to the stage today. What's up, dude? Thanks for coming. What's going on, brother, man? I appreciate you having me. Yeah, man. You're always like online and social media. You always look so flashy and good. And I said, Michael, but really, oh, you're bro, like, stop it. Exactly. Exactly. So, dude, tell us, tell us what business that you're in, because we're going to do some dissection today. And you're going to give some major value. I'm excited, but tell them, tell them, uh, tell them what you do. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, I do have five businesses, so it's not one business that I'm in. Love it. Uh, the primary thing is uh, True Life Ventures, which we primarily specialize in life and business coaching, as well as company sales training. I do have a company in the financial industry. We deal with life insurance, life insurance and annuities, things like that. I can get people personal loans, business loans, et cetera, help them with credit repair. And we do have True Life Entertainment, which I do currently have four artists under management at this very moment, trying to sign on my fifth. We have True Life Media, which we help companies get more brand exposure, help them create content for their social media platforms and things like that. And then my prized possession is True Life Real Estate. This is where I'm trying to end up after all the companies are running efficiently and effectively. I'm trying to end up just focusing on building my uh, real estate portfolio, which I currently do have 51 units in Pennsylvania under management. We just acquired another 120 units in North Carolina and just continuously looking to, to expand that portfolio. Yeah, man, I love it. So you're you're a man of many endeavors, and so we're gonna we're gonna get to that because I think that there's there's some value there. But at the same time, I know I know that you didn't launch all of them at the same time day one. So obviously you've got some credibility coming from multiple industries. At this stage, though, before we kind of go back, right? Before we help the listener understand how you got where you are, what drives you now? I mean, in essence, you've made it, right? You're a young guy. You got the money. You got multiple cars. You got the life. You got the true life, but but what keeps you pushing right now? Well, I think that what you just said right there that I made it, I try not to look at it at that in this light, right? I try to really just always realize the bigger picture of what I'm trying to accomplish. And at the end of the day, my biggest goal is to help individuals who are in a position that I was in previously where I wasn't facing my own truth, right? And I think that caused a lot of depression in my life because 
at the end of the day, you know what's really going on inside, right? You could try lying to yourself. And you if you lie to yourself, you might believe it in the moment. But as time goes on, you're going to continuously look at yourself and be like, all right, come on, be real with yourself. There's that quote by Tony Robbins. And he says, change happens when the pain of staying the same is greater than the pain of change, right? That's right. So I think that ultimately, I'm trying to seek out those individuals or, who are just sick and tired of their own bullshit so that I can help them face their own truth. And you know what they say, the truth will set you free and allow you to live your true life. That's why I call it the true life ventures, right? That's, that's really the, the primary goal of everything that I'm doing. It's not really about the money. It's not really about, I, and I know people on here want to make seven figures. I don't care about money. Yeah. I think that's what really allows me to make money. It's more about what I'm able to do with the money sure. and the impact that I'm able to make. Yeah, I think I think in essence, what he's saying here, just for the listener, is that it doesn't have to be about a specific dollar amount, whether it's 1 million, 10 million, 100 million. It's more of what is the purpose of it. And so what he's telling you is that money is just a tool. And when you have a greater purpose, and so as, as a lot of entrepreneurs are just out there grinding because you didn't want to work for somebody else, although that's good, having a greater purpose is what Mike's talking about. So thanks for that, Mike. What has that, has that always been inside of you to be like that? Or, or has that changed over the course of time? Well, bro, if you would have looked at me like seven years ago, before I hit my rock bottom, if you want to call it rock bottom, if you looked at me, I used to have long hair, pierced nose, baggy clothes, skater, snowboard kid, smoking pot, doing drugs, like all that kind of stuff. Even then I didn't care about money. Right. I think that when I hit that low point, I just realized a lot about emotional intelligence. Right. And I think that what us as humans do is invalidate our own emotions. So I think that being able to help individuals get in tune with their own emotions and really understand that internal game is way more valuable to me rather than anything monetary. Monet anything with money, there's security, there's being able to live a certain lifestyle, but that's not what it's about. It's you know really about the contribution. And that for me is a huge emotional fulfillment just seeing the, the impact that I'm able to have on somebody else's life and help them get the results that they want. I, I, if, if I didn't make another dollar ever again, I'd be okay with it because at the end of the day, focusing on my own emotions and that internal game is ultimately going to allow me to be fulfilled and be happy in life. Right. I think that knowing myself is way more valuable than anything monetary that I could receive in life. Yeah, hundred percent. I, and I would say, I agree with you, obviously money, money is the exchange of, of how the world works. And so we all need it, but, but to your point, yeah, I mean, happiness comes from a place of fulfillment, right. And, right. and doing the things that we love and, and it sounds like for you helping others is a huge part of that. And so I think for a lot of entrepreneurs out there, we're just trying to just keep our you know nose above water and trying to breathe. And so the thought of helping someone else really is at the king stage of business, like I talk about, but a lot of the listeners are still in that warrior stage where they're on the grind. They're still trying to like, just trying to keep the breath. And so let's, let's jump back into some of that. Real and, quick. Yeah. Yeah. Please Real jump quick, in. I do have an, a piece of advice for those individuals who are in that, you know, stage still at the end of the day, really focus on your why right? That purpose, as you were stating before. Yeah. And the reason I, I keep pushing that, I try to keep pushing the envelope, the, the edge of the envelope is because at the end of the day, I know my why. That why has a pain point attached to it, right? Sure. If you don't have a pain point attached to your why, what happens is you're pushing to achieve. Now there's resistance because you're pushing, right? Yeah. If you have a pain point attached to your why, it's going to pull you into action, pull you into staying intentional with your daily activities, so that you can go ahead and actually get a step closer to actually fulfilling the why. You're never going to actually fulfill the why. 
that's something that's going to constantly be evolving and that you're going to be chasing after for the rest of your life. But it keeps you, it keeps something to chase for within internally. Right. I think that's the ultimate thing that most entrepreneurs really have to focus in on and understand about themselves. What is that? Why? And what is that pain point? And in order to do so, just evaluate the most painful experiences that you've had in life and understand why is this causing me to act intentionally, such as waking up at 3 a.m.? Why is this causing me to want to help as many individuals as possible, create the content, put it out on the platform? Because to tell you the truth, I'm an introvert, okay? I hate being in front of people, but I think that internal reasoning is what really allows me to get out there and put myself out on, 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 on the edge so yep. that I understand that my life is bigger than me. It yeah. all starts with you, but it's always bigger than you. Hundred percent. I love that. Yeah, because you're right. Because when we when we can clearly identify that purpose, and and sometimes it's not super clear. It's just what we can see right now, and we're going to go after it. And like you said, it evolves over time. But absolutely, it presses us to do things that maybe aren't comfortable or natural. Especially like you said, if you get to know yourself. I've done uh, personality trainings for many years, and even me being in sales, I built a sales course. Obviously, you and I both knew each other from from Grant Cardone, and obviously tons of sales experience before that. But when you know yourself as an introvert, as I, as I am as well, that certain things don't come naturally, but you do it anyway. You pick up the phone and you pound it anyway because of the end result. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So that's huge. I appreciate that. Okay. So tell us where entrepreneurism, entrepreneurialism started for you. Like where, where'd the bug bite you? Well, I mean, at the end of the day, I think from when I was a little kid, right? All right. Now, mom, if you're watching this, I'm sorry. I'm sure you, <laughs> you figured this out beforehand, but you know, when I was young, at the end of the day, my, I was I grew up in a, a pretty wealthy area. So I saw all my friends and whatnot getting stuff handed to them. Sure. Right. Now, the one thing I'm super grateful for my dad is he brought me up in that environment, but he would not give it to me. Right. He made me actually go out there and work for it. Yeah. So this is probably maybe around third grade or something. I would literally go into my mom's garden after she just got brand new plants planted and, and whatnot. I would literally snip all the flowers. I would make bouquets and go to all my neighbors and try to sell it. Yeah. Right. So I had that kind of spirit beforehand. I was just trying to figure out how can I actually come up with some money? So this way I can kind of live the life that all my friends were living. That's funny. Because my dad wasn't allowing me. He he wasn't just giving it to me like everybody else's parents were. So I think that that's what triggered me to really go ahead and start my entrepreneurial uh, journey. But I didn't even realize it until later on beforehand, I was working a nine to five. Before I even started the the whole Grant Cardone journey, I was working for a financial firm. I was actually the only person in that firm who didn't have a college degree. The way I got the job was I just kept showing up, showing up, showing up at the firm. And I brought them my resume. And then someone turned to me and said, did you really just bring us your resume? Like most people just go ahead and uh, email it online. I was like, yeah. And they gave me an opportunity to go ahead and come in for an interview. And because for the last nine months before I actually got the opportunity for the interview, I was actually studying a lot about finance. They saw I knew what I was talking about and they took a shot on me. Yeah, that's awesome. So it was was an aid inside of you, right? So like you said, whether it was the garden, picking flowers or whether it was just the ability to, to persist is really the, the characteristic trait that you're describing. And so obviously that's been huge in your business, but let's talk about along the way, you've made some good and bad decisions. You've been in business. Obviously you're a young guy, so it's not like you've got 40 years in business, but you've made some, some feels strides. Like if, oh, I'm sure it feels like it. Yeah. I, I relate to that. But, but in your, in your time in business, you've, you've obviously done well. So let's start with the good decision first. Like if you could pick one thing that just 
has worked for you that the listener can literally write down? They got their pen ready. What is it? I think that honestly, just cutting out a portion of your day and really just learning, right? Self-teaching yourself. I, I read a lot. Not only do I read, I, I try to study the individuals that I look up to on sure. a consistent basis. And what most people don't realize out, uh, about this, what I'm talking about right now, is that you might want what somebody else has, right? But what I mean by studying these individuals is evaluate their process, right? I think the reason why most people get stuck in life is because they, they're not exposed to different role models, different ways of thinking, and just lifestyles. And when you want to become mega successful, right, you have to study somebody who's already in that position and evaluate their lifestyle. Because at the end of the day, it is a lifestyle. Success is a lifestyle. There's daily habits that you have to overtake and you have to really implement into your own life in order to obtain the result. Most people want the result, but they might not want the actual lifestyle that goes with it, which is the daily discipline, right? And I think that evaluating and consuming myself with getting obsessed and observing other individuals who are in a position that I want to be in really allowed me to obtain the most knowledge as possible that when I went to go implement, it actually got me results. Yeah. So I think the best thing that I've ever done throughout my whole life was really just study. And I know like people who are in middle school, high school, even in college, they don't like to hear that. <laughs> but at the end of the day, knowledge, knowledge is not power. Knowledge with action is true power. There you go. But the first step is acquiring that knowledge. And I think the best decision that I ever made, because I used to hate reading, but the best decision that I ever made was actually allowing myself to consume that, 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 that content to obtain that knowledge. Yeah, hundred percent. And, and obviously I agree with you. Like that's, that's one of my go-to answers as well, which is like, look, man, you can't have solid stuff coming out, whether it be your mouth. Uh, or an actions, if you're not feeding it good stuff to begin with. And so I'm in hundred percent agree with you on that, but tell me specifically for someone right now who just wrote down, I got to learn, right? Like what do they need to learn? How do they start learning? How do they keep from analysis paralysis, right? Cause, cause learning is just step one to your point, you got to take action afterwards. And so two, two questions there. What do they need to learn at this stage in the business? Six figures trying to get to seven. What should they be thinking about and studying? And then how do they take that and then put it into action? Well, you know, you know what, to tell you the truth, the, the thing that they really need to learn is, and I, I talk about this to my clients all the time, you really have to learn about your own brain, right? I always tell everybody, your mind is the one thing that has a true power to either make you or break you. And the reason being is because your perception will dictate how you feel. How you feel will dictate how you act and how you act will determine your results. Obviously, when you're starting business, there are certain things that you have to understand about the fundamentals of business. But even before that, I think that the most impactful thing that's going to allow you to get the results is focusing on your own psychology. Try to understand yourself, right? right? Success is 80% psychology, 20% skill. So 20% skill, that, that's handled whether you read a book and talk about strategy and what to implement for either marketing, sales, and, and things like that. Right. But- you could learn that. What's even more important is, do you understand what's going on internally? Because if you don't understand yourself, and I mean to the highest frequency as possible, really truly understand yourself. What is it that I want? Why do I want it? Right. The how unveils itself, yeah. right? Because yeah. you're so in tune that you have such an in-depth understanding. The how is the easy part. It's just actually taking discipline actions 
to actually achieve it. So to tell you the truth, before you even start a business, you, you could be knowledgeable on what it takes to actually run a business, basically the fundamentals, but you're never going to actually fully be able to properly execute until you understand yourself. So if I have any advice for anybody who's starting a business or that's basically still at phase one in the development stage, I would say, you know what, go ahead and invest in yourself and truly try to understand your what, why, and the how will unveil itself. Not only that, really understand your own internal dialogue because that internal dialogue is going to dictate how you think and how you think is ultimately going to create your reality, Yeah. right? So I think that's a huge component. Entrepreneurship, it's a game. You got to be mentally prepared for it, for that game, because it will throw anything and everything at you unexpectedly too. Totally Are you so. mentally prepared for that game, for that industry, for that market? It's all yep. up to you and your mind. Yeah. hundred percent. And I love, I love how you broke that down. Obviously we're in so much alignment when it comes to thinking and, and that and this is why we um, have what we have, but at the same time, why we're both still striving still yet, even today at our level of going, okay, there's still other things I need to learn. There's other bigger players I need to get around. I need to think differently, even still. In fact, I was just talking to a client of mine this morning and he was talking about this right here, like, which is basically I got to learn and I know that I got to take action. Like I know these two things that Mike's talking about. The, the, the third thing that we talked about this morning that I'm going to throw in here for the listener is when you spend money, specifically a large sum of money, on the learning and action. Usually the action comes pretty quickly because you've committed yourself, not just with I've committed to learn this or be part of this mastermind group or be part of this coaching program or go to this event or whatever. I've now put my money where my mouth is. And now I either I'm going to suck the money out and get nothing out of it or most likely what's going to happen as an entrepreneur, I'm going to go, well, freaking A, if I'm going to put my money in it, I'm going to get something out of it. And then therefore that drives the action and then therefore results. Have you, have you had an experience with that specifically? To tell you the truth, when it comes down to putting my money where my mouth is, yes. And also just everything that you're talking about. Here, here's the thing, right? When you actually put your own money, there's a difference than, let's say, for example, your parents pay for it. And oh, this yeah. is why I hate, I mean, I'm not going to say I hate people who go to college, but I hate the, the fundamental idea of going to college because most people are in a position where their parents can go ahead and take care of it, right? At least from where I grew up in Upper Saddle River, New Jersey, a lot of those kids that I went to school with, their parents pay for for college. Those kids are never going to appreciate the the value that they're they're supposed to be getting out of the experience, right? Right. Because they never actually invested into it themselves. And I think that when it comes down to it, when you put your own money up, just like you said, you're going to go 10 times harder because you built, you, you built the ability to be able to go ahead and invest into it. Right. So you want to get the most out of that experience. And I'm going to give you also uh, a little thing that happened with me. Yes, I did lose money on it, but I still took everything that I could possibly get out of the whole situation. So in November of 2020, I put on a six city national tour for my book, demanding greatness, right? I'm the type of person who makes decisions quick, right? Like I don't think about it. I just act. And then I observe on what's going on. And then if I need to readjust, I readjust, right? Sure. The more you think, the more likely you're going to hesitate. And our brains are wired so that it protects us from anything dangerous and whatnot. So it's going to cause you to not take action, right? right. If you actually right. think and hesitate. Um, and Mel, Rob, Mel Robbins talks about this too. Uh, there's a five oh, second yeah. rule. Something oh, comes yeah. to your head, take action within five seconds. Otherwise you're going to hesitate and you're not going to do it. Yep. Love the five second rule. 
So with me, I've always been like that even before I found out about the five second rule. Yeah. I just make the decision quick and hey, you know what? I made a choice and I deal with the consequences. They could be good consequences or bad consequences. Yeah. When it came to the tour, 10 days before the first event, we did a six city tour. We did Miami, DC, New York, Chicago, LA, and Vegas. I actually had Trent Shelton come out to speak at my Vegas event. But the reason why I bring up the tour is because I literally made the decision to put on the tour 10 days before the first event. So I had 10 days. I spent about 800,000 on the full, full tour. Okay. I had 10 days to go ahead and figure out venues, figure out how to fill the, 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 the venues, how to get people to, to get awareness about basically promotion. Right. Yeah. yeah. I even, you know, had 10 days to figure out how to get promoted on a billboard in times square. Sure. Right. I did all that in 10 days. Now, Another thing that happened is, yeah, I did lose money on it, right? I spent about 800000 Throughout the whole tour, I made about 500000 So I lost about 300000 Right. in the short term. In the short term, yeah. But all the content that I created and everything that I obtained from the, 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 the events, long term, I, I started generating more revenue through that because now sure. I have more credibility on, on myself, right? 100%. So I think that the, the biggest thing here is really just take action. You, you never know if it's going to work or not. Look, if you are basing your actions based off of the, the results that other people have had, what happens is now you're assuming you're never going to have true knowledge until you actually experience it yourself. Just because it didn't work for them doesn't mean it's not going to work for you. Right. Right. So that's what you have to do. You have to take that action quickly, make those decision decisions quickly, jump into it and actually learn through the process not assumption. Assumption is going to keep you from the truth. That experience is the truth. Yeah. I love, I love how you broke that down. Obviously my, my next pivot question here was going to be what's a bad decision. And I still might, I'm going to give you a couple of seconds here to think of maybe another one, but that was a really good example of, I just went for it. Right. And, and okay. On the short term, I lost money and you could even potentially go down in history as I lost money. But I think every high performing entrepreneur, not a short sighted entrepreneur looks at what is it overall going to bring to me? And uh, I think even just as you're, as you're thinking here, maybe of another, maybe quote unquote, bad decision that you can share with us. I, I think that the, the short-sightedness that you kind of mentioned there, I just want to drop a couple of things here on that because the listener who's, whether you've been in business for your, this is your first year, or you've been in business 10 years, but you just haven't gotten to that seven figure mark. And really a lot of it's because you, of your decision-making. And so this is why I really try to break down good and bad decisions. So practically in the show is because you are the result of your decisions, which obviously are part of your actions. And so some of that, though, is being short-sighted is realizing that there's time. There's time. Like, I don't want to drag time out and not make decisions quickly, to your point. But if I'm really generating a business, like I'm really trying to grow something that's going to be around forever and ever, I'm not concerned about the $300,000. So in my case, I've, I've had to close two franchises, over $600,000 that I quote-unquote lost. But it strengthened my other businesses in those areas where I was able to still service the area and still make money, just less expenses. So on the front end, it looked like I was losing money, but over the course of time, I recoup it plus, 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 plus. But you have to have the notion of long-term, like this is not just this year or next year. Like I'm, I'm in this for the long game. And that's really what business is sometimes. And we kind of forget that as entrepreneurs, give us something on that. I mean, yeah, I, I'm right there with you. When it comes down to to it, you got to be focusing on the long term picture, right? You might lose in the in the short term, but you're not really losing because you're gaining that knowledge, right? Yep. 
And I think that it takes that knowledge to really build something great, right? You can go ahead and build an average company if you want. Go day by day and just take it slow like you want to. But at the end of the day, speed is currency, right? Totally. The quicker you actually jump in and you actually obtain different experiences, the more knowledge you're going to have. And it's actually going to help you in your future decisions, right? On which way to actually maneuver and go about getting a certain result. Yeah. So I think that's the biggest component right there. At the end of the day, just do it. Even if you don't think it's going to work, just do it. Just like Nike says, bro. Yeah. Yeah. You're never going to know until you just do it. And you'll be happier that way too, because even if you don't end up getting the result that you want immediately, guess what? Internally that I put myself out on the line and you actually yeah. build confidence that way because you're, you're trusting in yourself. Yeah. Yeah. The mindset is obviously so strong here because you could go the other way around and you go, uh, now I'm defeated. Now I, I, I made a mistake and, and maybe I don't, maybe I, maybe I'm not a good business owner. Like well, you, could, you could self-talk the other way. That's the problem. Most people will get a quote unquote L or a loss, right? And, and they'll let it eat them. Bro, it's not the end. You, you still got years in front of you. You could be right. 60 and still get a loss, right? And totally. you still got a few years you know, ahead of you. Don't, don't dwell in it. Look at it as, okay, hey, you know what? There was a, a quote, and I think it was, uh, who, who made the light bulb? And I'm sorry, I'm, I'm horrible at Oh, it. Thomas Edison. Thomas Edison. All right, so don't judge me. I'm bad at history. Now, I, was, <laughs> I wasn't good in school at all, and I could show you a report card. But at the end of the day, somebody asked him, okay, why did, how many times did it take you to, to, to make the light bulb, right? right. He said over 10,000, right? And at the end of the day, somebody said, you, you failed 10,000 times. And he turned around and said, no. I just learned 10,000 ways of how not to build a light bulb. And that's the perspective that you really need going into business, right? There's yeah. going to be things that you do that work almost immediately. And then there's going to be things that work that don't work almost immediately as well. Yep. And I think that just being confident in yourself is a major component of what's going to allow you to really continue uh, striving forward. Because at the end of the day, what's the definition of confidence? the self-assurance and appreciation of one's own abilities and or qualities. So when you really truly work on that internal game and your own abilities and qualities, and you have that appreciation, guess what? Even if you have something that doesn't work out in the short term, you're going to still appreciate those abilities and qualities to go out there and utilize them to your full potential. Your potential is your worth. So you got to utilize that full potential and go get what you're worth. Yep. So yep. when you really hone in on that portion, guess what? Even if it doesn't work immediately, you're still going for that long term. I love it. I love it. Such great value there. Let's 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 keep going on on this decision making deal. Tell me, do you have a formula or any sort of a discipline or process around making decisions? You said you make them fast, but how do you go about making those decisions? Bro, this is going to sound so stupid to everybody. At the end of the day, I don't think I'm telling you, that's the best thing that's ever happened to me. I don't really think I'll evaluate. Like I'll, I'll take a look at whatever I'm either investing into or have to make a decision on. Sure. I'll, 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 I'll take a quick glance at it, but I don't think about it. I just have a yes or no right there. And then that's my, my, my system. Yeah. If I don't do that, it's going to take me a month, two months, three months, half a sure. year, a year to make a decision. Right. And I think that ultimately that the thing that most people have to realize is, really just go in and just say yes or no right there and then and watch things happen. Yeah. You're either going to get a positive or a negative out of it, but even that negative can be turned into a positive depending on how you actually handle it. Yep. Right. You can't handle a business. You can't handle a conversation. You can't handle anything until you handle yourself and That's you right. are emotionally intelligent enough to control what's going on internally. 
I always tell everybody this, ready? And this is the biggest thing you got to learn in business. And I promise you this. Most people are allowing the external to control what's going on internally, right? Sure. So bad decisions, bad results, and things like that. They're going to control what's going on internally. But in reality, if you master and you take control of that internal game, you can influence and manifest what you want externally. Even if certain things aren't going right, right there and then, because you have that control internally, watch, you're going to be able to control the result later on. Absolutely. No, that's huge. Mindset is everything. And, and in the, the listener right now is getting more than they bargained for. So I hope that they're paying attention to writing down notes. So the, the discipline uh, or the format of you making decisions is just yes or no walk in. It's not necessarily like you're, you're, you didn't say gut feeling. You said evaluate and then just, just decide right then and there decide. Well, I think, I think the, the thing that you just said right there, the gut feeling, right? I, I do listen to that. At the end of the day, emotional intelligence is going to heighten your awareness and your in instincts, right? Sure. Yep. And when you follow that, that's the best thing you can Especially ever- repeatedly. And, and, and you find over the course of time that you have more wins than losses. It's not about not having losses. It's just if you can have a winning record, then you can start to trust yourself. Well, yes and no. I mean, the reason why I say that is because at the end of the day, nobody has more wins than losses, right? It takes a, a shit ton of losses to get that one or two First win. wins. Yes, yeah, totally. Right? Yeah, I understand and that. I yeah. think that it's that internal intuition, gut feeling, as you would say, and to really not give up and continue pursuing that that one big win, right? Totally, yeah. So I think that's really what it is rather than the opposite of how you stated it. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I, I think we're saying the same thing there. I think that when you look at Michael Jordan or any of the high performers and it's like, yeah, he's going to miss way more shots than he's made. I think when we calculate each of the decisions along the way, when I look at my history, the, the absolute number one reason why I am where I am today is because I've made a crap ton of good decisions back to back to back to back. Now, that doesn't mean you don't make bad decisions. It just means that you get better and better at that. And if you can hone in on what you're talking about, being able to make quick decisions, but then also with the ability to like make good decisions. Um, well, here's the thing. I don't believe in bad decisions to tell you the truth. I, I, <laughs> that's I, true. I'm that's good. It's good perspective. It's, it's I'm that's not right. I'm trying to combat you, bro, but I no, 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 no. We're saying the same thing. hundred percent. I've had a lot of painful times in my, in my life. Right. And a lot of them came from decisions, the decisions I made. Right. For example, seven years ago, when I hit my rock bottom, I was going through some shit with my ex and ultimately everything ended where I ended up spending a night in jail and I got an eight and a half month restraining order. Now, the reason why that happens because she had to pass a cutting herself and we got into a bad argument and she wanted to leave my apartment. We were living together. And at the end of the day, I didn't feel comfortable comfortable with her leaving because three months prior to the whole argument, I saw the cuts on her wrist. Right. And I thought she was going to go hurt herself and do something stupid. So I called the cops, right. They got there. She told them I wouldn't let her leave for 30 minutes straight. So I got arrested with unlawful restraint in Vermont, got spent a night in jail and everything got dropped because they saw I was doing the right thing. I was the one who called and her family put a, a restraining order on me for eight and a half months. Now immediately sounded like a bad decision. Sure. But they were all good decisions because every decision that I make is shaping me into who I'm supposed to be. Totally. It's all just obstacles and adversity and things that like that, that you need to have in your life in order to build that stronger character and that stronger mindset. you got to house your mind as David Goggins talks about. Absolutely. You need those painful experiences to develop you into the greatest version of yourself and who you're actually meant to be. 
A hundred percent, hundred percent. I agree with you. I think that the choosing the hard things as David talks about is absolutely purposeful. And, and I think that's probably what we're talking about is that whether, whether meaningfully bad decisions, quote unquote, all of the decisions that we make are, are a culmination of who we are today. Right. And so I think long, long story short is that if you can have the cognitive awareness or emotional intelligence, as you've referred to, to make decisions in a specific way, it's going to lead you down a certain path. It doesn't mean that it's going to be perfect. And it doesn't mean that along the way, the quote unquote bad decisions, as you've said, aren't actually bad decisions. They're just learning opportunities. And it's so, so funny that every, every entrepreneur that at this level, seven figures and above, we eventually get into this because I don't, I can't think of any entrepreneur that's built a big enough business that goes, yeah, I made a, I made a bunch of bad decisions. Well, they go, well, I made this one decision once that didn't turn out how I, how I thought, but I learned or, but I, I gained a connection or, and so it's all the same stuff. hundred percent, hundred percent. So we're going to transition to the speed round here. And Mike, obviously I love these, these questions here because I want as much as possible, one word answers, but I, I might, I might give you a follow-up uh, question to it. So, Hey, by all means, let's do it. All right. So first question is this, if you could only track one metric in all of your businesses forever and ever, only one, what would it be? Dials. Dials. Okay. Oh, and, yeah. and tell us why dials. Because at the end of the day, sales, I'm, I'm in the game of sales, right? I'm trying to get more clients and whatnot. But at the end of the day, the more dials that you make, the more hands you shake, the more people you get in front of, the more opportunity that you're going to have. So it's all numbers game, right? Yep. That's really why I would focus on dials rather than anything else. Okay. So for, so in your industry, it's dials, someone else, it might be another form of activity, but basically the front end filling the pipeline. Yep. hundred percent. Okay. Question number two, what book would you recommend for someone who's six figures trying to get to seven? Think like a monk, Jay Shetty. Ooh, give us one nugget from that book. I mean, once again, it just comes down to the mind. I can't give you one nugget because the whole book's a nugget. I'm telling <laughs> you, like, it's just at the end of the day, if you can take control of your mindset, and you can really have control over your own internal thought process, you'll have control on your own results. And yeah. I think that that's a huge component of why he wrote Think Like a Monk, because they have control over their own mind, right? And that's the biggest and hardest thing that most people you know, have struggles with if you can master the mind. Look, there's that quote, you won't win the war against the world until you win the war against your mind. There you go. So the mind is everything and, and, and you conquering it. All right. Next question. I, I, we've already talked about this um, offline as I do with most of, uh, most of my guests, but do you intentionally network and mastermind with other high-performing entrepreneurs? I mean, I network with everybody because at the end <laughs> of the day, I know that, Hey, just because somebody doesn't have the stats or the record that I do, guess yeah. what? You never know what they could bring to the table. 100%. I don't pass up opportunities. I think that is another thing that allows me to, to obtain the results that you know I, I have right now is yeah. because I try to connect, learn, understand, and serve whoever it is that comes about in front of me. Yeah. So I think that taking those opportunities, not being egotistic and right. realizing, not, not thinking, okay, hey, you know what? This person just wants to get in my environment or anything like that. Just wants to get a photo and like have recognition that they've been around me. No, nah, bro. I, I literally, I understand mankind, right? It's all about being human. Just yeah. because I have more money than this person does not make me better than anybody else. And I think that really 
focusing on engaging with as many people as possible yeah. make all the difference. Yeah. It makes, it makes the, the pipeline that much bigger. And so, and I can attest to this, obviously we knew each other briefly uh, a couple of years ago, but we got reconnected obviously recently. And I think it was like two days later, we were texting back and forth. And, and I sent you one of my clients who needed some sort of capital raising and you knew a guy and neither one of us are going to benefit from the deal, but that's, that's what, that's what we do as high-performing entrepreneurs. And, and that was just a couple of days after reconnecting. So I, I, I received that not only from my end and a thank you, but, but networking is huge. That's why we do it. So it's all about relationships. Yeah, man. I always tell yeah. everybody this, I always tell everybody this, I'm going to drop this little nugget on, on, on you guys. Stop chasing the money and start chasing being a person of value, which means really value those relationships that, that you are able to obtain and the money will come. Yeah. You chase yeah. the money, the money will run because you're chasing something. That's right. That's right. Um, I love, well, the different topic, but Tim Grover goes into some of that too. I love that. So, okay. So uh, you obviously provide a, a level of personal development in your own businesses, but tell us real quick here, before you were at your level, did you have a line item in your budget for personal development or did you, did you, was it, was it scary to spend money on personal development? Like, tell us about that real quick. Well, are you talking about like before, like when I was like, had long hair and pierced nose? <laughs> yeah, like at, kind of, any, at any point. I mean, obviously now point, I know I you do. Dead broke. Yeah. At that point I was dead broke. Like I, I didn't even have like a dollar to my name, let alone like sure. a meal for myself. Like, yeah. Had, when you started struggling. running your businesses, let's say that like before, before you hit seven figures before yeah. when, yeah. I, I mean, at the end of the day, I, I've invested well over, you know, 200,000 in my own personal growth and development. And I think that that's the hugest component, especially as an entrepreneur or business owner that you could do is really invest into your, your own personal growth and development, because here's a, the, the major portion of what it allowed me to do, right? At the end of the day, if you can't put it out there for yourself, you cannot ask anybody else to invest that back into you. It's built in ethics. If you can't invest that kind of money into yourself, when you're asking a client or a prospect to invest 250,000 or even like, let's say 50,000, how can you actually go in there comfortably and say, hey, give me this because I'm worth it. Right. You don't even know if you're worth it because you won't even do it yourself for yourself. Yeah. I know that sounded weird yourself. No, no, it's, yourself. It's, you said it exactly right. I mean, and I think that's the reason why I'm able to ask people for money because I put it out there on the line for myself. Yeah, hundred percent. Love it. Okay, last question, Mike. Hit me. If you lost it all, what would you do? Nothing different. I, I keep moving the way I move, bro. At the end of the day, it'd be a, a loss, right? But not really a loss. It'd be a lesson, right? What did I do wrong? Okay, I'm gonna take that and I'm gonna learn from it and make sure I avoid that situation again. I ain't gonna let it. I'm not gonna sit there. And I'm, I'm not gonna dwell. If I lost it all, I'd still act how I act on a daily basis, consistently, every single day, going out there, discipline, and just make it happen. Because at the end of the day, I have confidence. Confidence is a self-assurance and appreciation in one's own abilities and or qualities. Bro, I can give you everything in my bank account right now. I'd still be acting the way that I'm acting, and I'd still go out there. I know that I'm still going to surpass whatever I gave you. Yeah. Hundred percent. Well, we'll make that wire transfer right after the after the show here, and uh, your bank account and your routing number. Bro. Yeah, that's right, dude. How how can someone connect with you? Obviously, there's plenty of guys out there in business right now, and they're driving with what you're saying. Maybe it's they want to 
get in touch with you on social or, or maybe even get information on your programs? They can go to at Micah Shoppy on Instagram. They can go to the True Life Ventures Instagram at True Life Ventures. You could even go on my website and just submit an inquiry to, to have somebody on my team reach out to you. If you want to coordinate a call, you want to book me on an event. All the information is on the website, truelifeventures-ma.com. How to put dash ma because at my well, basically Micah Shabby, but True Life go. Ventures was taken when I when I first initially started the company. So truelifeventures-ma.com. And at the end of the day, social media would probably be the best route to go. I'm very receptive. I'm not like other people out there where they're just going to ignore, ignore. I tried to, once again, network with as many people as possible, get in front of as many people as possible, build those relationships because you never know where I'll go. Absolutely. Well, Mike Ashabi dropped uh, a bunch of value on us today. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. And we appreciate, obviously you just, just going out there and and doing the thing because you, like you said earlier, going and doing it proves not only that you can do it to yourself, but, but that all the listeners out there today can do it as well. And so thank you for all that. We appreciate you coming to the King stage today and obviously being a host here or a guest here on gathering the Kings. I appreciate you having me. Can I just drop one more nugget for the people? Dude, come on, man. Extra value. Let's go. Hopefully, right, so- hopefully you didn't turn off it. You got to come back, come back, come back. Don't, don't turn it off. Get your pen and paper. Here he goes. <laughs> All right. So for those of you out there that are looking to find your purpose and understand what you're actually meant to do, I want you to evaluate this quote. And I got this quote from Evan Carmichael. We were on the phone one night and he told me this one powerful line that complete, completely validated that I was on the right track of what I was doing. He told me, your ruin is your gift to give back to the world. And what he meant by that was what ruins you and puts you in your all-time low and you get through it is ultimately your gift to seek out other individuals going through a similar situation and help them get through it. Because at the end of the day, your mess is your message, right? So if you can really identify those most painful experiences that you've actually gone through in life, that you've actually got through too, you're you're in for a ride. Let me tell you, you're going to have the the most fulfilling life ever because you're going to be able to understand other individuals in that situation and help them get through it. Yeah, man. I also love that you tie it back to the mindset of there is no, there is no bad decision, right? Like the, the rock bottom, quote unquote, as you said, it was just you going through your mess that you could tell, tell the story later and help other people. So dude, you've given so much. Thank you so much for being here. We appreciate you so much. I appreciate you having me, brother. All right, man. Thanks for listening to Gathering the Kings. We hope you got a ton of value today and learned a thing or two about taking your business to seven figures and beyond. If you desire more and want a community around you to help you get there, I want you to go to gatheringthekings.com. That's gatheringthekings.com. And I want you to apply for our next Becoming a King 90-Day Intensive. We are extremely exclusive by nature as a group. What that means is that we're really wanting only the entrepreneurs who take their business and targets super serious to apply. So if that's you, you think you got what it takes to level up your business, I want you to go to gatheringthekings.com and apply. And we will see you on the other side.